And good morning on our podcast at Word of the Ranch. Thank you for tuning in this morning as well. And we're on SoundCloud as well now. If you download that up, SoundCloud, you can find our services there at Word of the Ranch as well. So thank you for coming out and uh, braving this crazy rain. <laughs> A light mist. It's gorgeous. So uh, rain always reminds me of the blessing. How about you? So praise God for that one. I, I love the rain. And I like it in doses. I don't think I can make it in Seattle or Washington because of all the rain year round, but I do enjoy the rain in doses. How about you? Yes. It's just gorgeous to me. <laughs> Let's open up in a word of prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you where two or three are gathered. You're here in our midst. I thank you for a fresh word in season. Let it come forth unchecked and unhindered from any outside distraction or force. We give you all the praises and the glory for it, for the gathering of ourselves together especially as we see the day approaching that we may uplift, encourage, and edify, and build up one another. Thank you, Lord, for doing it, for cohesively bonding your body together in the last days. I give you praises for unity in this place, in Jesus' name. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Good morning, everyone. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> Don't mind my hair. I just got off a helmet. We're going for a motorcycle ride with Cherry to Light after this to uh, Malibu. So we're, gonna, we're doing it in the rain. We're going. <laughs> It, it thinned out, you know, just like some people here today, <laughs> thinned out because of the rain, but we're going, amen? We posted it, we're going to do it. So praise God forever. It always turns out to be a blessed trip, right? So amen. And I invited Pastor Carlos Martinez with Dunamis Power Ministries in Montebello and his uh, son, Junior, as well. Didn't hear back, but okay, you did too, amen. So praise God for the LA chapter chariots. We'll see if we can get them too, but praise God. So just pray for us. Keep us in your prayers, if you will. Uh, that the Lord sends people to us and uses us to be a blessing and a witness for Christ. We're at over 300 souls saved, one-on-one -on -one personal evangelism in Orange County here. So continue to pray for it. I'd like to break through that number today. Hit 301 finally. <laughs> Amen forevermore. And then Chariots of Light worldwide, we're over a million souls saved now. So it's a good ministry to be a part of. Whether you ride a motorcycle or not, it's a good ministry to sow into. And I encourage you to do it. It's good ground. Anyone who's going after the lost on a daily basis is good fertile soil to sow into. Since that is our great assignment, great commission. Amen? So praise God for doing that. Amen, amen. Where should we start here? Uh, go to the book of Joel with me, if you will. I'd like to go to Joel and Ezekiel, and I believe these are the signs of the times we live in. I'd also like to top on the born-again spirit and a new heart uh, throughout this message. But Joel chapter 2, and the Lord gave me this when I signed up for chariots and began with them, that this was the verse uh, for me and for this area. And it's funny, the book of Joel is not dated. Scholars have tried to date it and can't really pinpoint a date. So a lot of scholars, biblical scholars say this is a, one of the, the living books. It's all living. But this can apply to any generation at any time. And I really believe it applies to right now, right here, and us today. Amen? The book of Joel. So the book of Joel in chapter 1, we see four things in chapter 1. There's famine in the land, desolation destruction and the enemy and the curse are sweeping the land that's what chapter one gives us a, a glimpse of and here we go in those conditions and here's chapter two chapter two verse one says blow the trumpet in zion say that's us the church <laughs> blow the trumpet in zion that means make a loud noise and sound an alarm alarm in my holy mountain let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the lord is coming Say the day, the day of the Lord is coming. The day of the Lord is coming. 
for it is at hand. Yes. Say it's at hand. It's at hand. <laughs> I may be able to count the years until his return on one hand, actually. Amen. For it is at hand. Amen. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like the morning clouds spread over the mountains. A people come great and strong, the like of whom has never been. Say God is raising up his army. Yes. And he's just biding his time. <laughs> Raising up his army. Raising up his army. Praise God for the body of Christ getting stronger and stronger. And there are the part, the part of the body of Christ who will fall away. We see that through scripture. It says a small remnant. Not a great remnant, but a small portion will fall away, it says. But praise God for the warriors and the army who are being strengthened throughout this time and actually finally standing up, <coughs> finding their voice, finding their place, finding their office in which the Lord has sent them and called them. Praise God for this day. A people come great and strong, the like of whom has never been, nor will there ever be any such after them. Say, I was chosen for the end time generation. <laughs> Say, that's me. <laughs> I'm a warrior in the kingdom of God. God handpicked you and chose you and preordained you before the world began, it says, for this time, this place, and this purpose. I hope we can get together because there's power in numbers and unity. I hope a little rain won't scare someone away from church. A little cold, a little fever won't scare someone away from church. Unity, there's power in numbers. The devil knows that. That's why he's trying to get as many as possible. Praise God for our God. Amen. Dwell together in unity. Nor will there ever be any such after them even for many successive generations. A fire devours before them. I love this verse. And behind them a flame burns. The land is like the Garden of Eden before them. So where the Lord's taking us is paradise, just like paradise. The Garden of Eden was paradise. God created paradise, then placed his creation, man and woman, in it. Amen? Gave them everything they'll ever need for your life. I got news for you. Every need you'll ever need in your life has already been bought and paid for, signed, sealed, and delivered through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Anything you need, any need you're up against, is just another opportunity for God to manifest himself to you. That's where I meet Jesus is in my needs. Oral Roberts was famous at saying that. Jesus will meet you at your point of need. He meets all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He already had your life pre-planned and pre-ordained and planned out. You just walking in and every need will be met. Amen? God is so good. Don't take thought for your needs. Just live in your wants. That's the key. That's the solution. To live a worry-free, trouble-free life. In the world you shall have tribulation, he said, in trouble. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. What's the victory that overcomes the world? Faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even my faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Guess what? Your faith is increasing today because you're here. Amen. Amen. This is the victory. This is your victory. And behind them a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing shall escape them. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses, and like swift steeds, so they run, with a noise like chariots. Again, chariots of light is an end-time ministry that the Lord has erected. Praise God, it's blessed to be a part of it. Over mountaintops they leap like the noise of a flaming fire that devours the stubble, like a strong people set in battle array. Before them the people writhe in pain, all faces are drained of color. This is talking about his end-time army. The world should be afraid of us. That's part of our covenant in Deuteronomy. The world shall tremble before thee. You know, we're not on the defense. We're on the offense. God already said go over 2,000 years ago. He didn't say stay put and lock yourselves away. He said go. 
into all the world. Amen? So we're on the offense, not the defense. It's never been our plan to occupy till he comes. It's been our plan to spread the kingdom till he comes to prepare the earth for his coming. Amen? Don't get lazy on me. Don't lock yourself away. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. God already said, good, go. He already gave us the great commission. Amen? Before them, the people writhe in pain. Faces are drained of color. They run like mighty men and women. They climb the wall like men of war. Everyone marches in formation. See, there's order in his army. The camp of the enemy is disorder. That's why we have them beat every time, because of order. Uh, if you do any study on wars or, or battles of any kind, it was always the orderly who won the battle. Amen? <laughs> you got to move in order. So praise God. Don't outrun anyone else. Stay together. Before them, the people writhe in pain. There we go. They climb the wall like men of war. Everyone marches in formation. They do not break their ranks. They do not push one another. Say, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. They do not push one another. Everyone marches in his own calm. They just know what to do. How? Because the leading of the Holy Ghost. If one angel can take out 186,000 men in the Old Testament, guess how many you can? <laughs> just stay in line. Stay in your order. Do your assignment, not someone else's. And they do not break ranks. They do not push one another. Everyone marches in his own calm. Though they lunge between the weapons. Again, that ties into Isaiah. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. They are not cut down. They run to and fro in the city. They run on the wall. They climb into the houses, spreading the gospel. They enter into the windows like a thief. Wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove, right? The earth quakes before them. The heavens tremble. The sun and moon grow dark. And the stars diminish their brightness. The Lord gives voice before his army. For his camp is very great. They don't want you to know that on CNN. Say that with me. His camp is very great. You will never be outnumbered. Greater are those who are with you than those who are against you. You have an entourage of angels around you right now, the Bible says. You have an entourage of the body of Christ around you right now. In agreement. In agreement. The enemy can't agree on nothing. Have you seen that in the news? Their own camp will implode and is imploding right now. But praise God, we're called to agree to get the job done together. Amen? Say, the lost will be saved. The lost will be found. The sick will be healed. The maimed will walk. The blind will see. And devils will be cast out because of Jesus in me. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> the earth quakes before you, the heavens tremble, and the moon and the sun grow dark, and the stars diminish their brightness. The Lord gives voice before his army, for his camp is very, very great. For strong is the one who executes his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can endure it? Shall I go on? I'm in Dold Jolt, <laughs> chapter 2, verse 12. Now, therefore... When you, if there's a therefore in your Bible, ask what it's there for. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart. Because of the time you're in, because of the day and the season, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God. That's a call to all the lost sheep of Israel who aren't in church today. Return to the Lord your God. The church needs you. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Notice that. He does not cause harm. 
That's the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him. So just keep following him, not man. A grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call an assembly. Gather the people. Church. Sanctify the congregation. Church. Assemble the elders. Church. Church, church, church. Gather the children and nursing babes. That's what we're doing here. Let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and let the bride for her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, Spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach, that the nation should rule over them. That's contradictory to the blessing we see in Deuteronomy chapter 28 that you're under. That the nation should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Again, putting God in remembrance of what he already said. Then the Lord will be zealous for his land. Say, this is his land. This is his land. This was a land dedicated to the Lord, the United States of America. This is his land. Then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied by them. I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations, but I will remove far from you the northern army, <coughs> China, and will drive him away into a barren and desolate land with his face toward the eastern sea, get that eastern, and his back toward the western sea. They're just going to give up. His stench will come up and his foul odor will rise because he has done monstrous things. 21. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, America, for the Lord has done marvelous things. Well, hasn't he? Yes. Do not be afraid, you beast of the field, for the open pastures are springing up, and the tree bears its fruit. If you're in need of, job, of a job today, say, I have one. I have. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you. That's a sign today for us. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with new wine and oil. Say new wine and oil. Something I haven't had before. Say something I haven't had before is coming my direction today. So I will restore to you the years. Say this is my year of restoration. I don't care what anyone says. Verse 26, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. Say satisfied. That's not wanting any good thing. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. You're going to wonder how it came. <laughs> wondrously. It makes you wonder. Who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of thee. I am the Lord your God and there is no other. And my people shall never be put to shame. Here we see three things in two chapters. We see famine, desolation, destruction, and the enemy, and the curse sweeping the land. Then we see God's people arising in total restoration. And now we see in verse 28, and it shall come to pass after this restoration, after the restoring of all things, just like the Garden of Eden, for you, his people, that I shall pour out my spirit on all flesh. Restoration, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost unlike we've ever seen before. Because he just keeps getting stronger and stronger. On my spirit, on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, prophesy, 
Speak that over everyone listening right now. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. I've got many a word from our daughters. <laughs> Amen? Five, six, and seven years old. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Speak the truth. And your old men shall dream dreams. Anyone had some dreams? Men and women? There we go. See? He's increasing his anointing. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. <laughs> and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. It's going to be awesome for some, terrible for others. <laughs> But praise God, we're looking forward to it. And the Bible says in the New Testament that this is the hope inside of us that cleanses us as well. The hope of his second coming cleanses us. Amen. I'm in hope today. How about you? Amen. Before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't care what predicament they're in, what country they're in, <laughs> what Afghanistan they're in. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord Amen. shall be saved. Amen. That's every withhold. That word saved there is so so. That's saved in body, mind, and spirit, financially, physically protected, saved in health and in body and in form, saved in every area, heaven in addition. Amen. Amen. Don't watch the fake news. <laughs> It shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a promise from God. Who are you going to believe? For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Among the remnant. I love that verse. Who the Lord calls. Say, I'm part of his remnant. I've been called. I've been chosen. Here am I. Lord, use me. In Jesus' precious name. And go with me to Ezekiel 36, if you will. This fits right in with Joel. The renewal of Israel and restoration and the blessing. This fits it right in with chariots 2 and evangelism. You know, it's hard for the world to hear you until they're born again. Until they have a new heart. Um, I don't, were you listening to God before you got born again? How well were you hearing God and the word before you got born again? Right? So you got to get them born again first. They have to receive Christ to receive a new heart to actually hear the truth. Because the, the devil has blinded their eyes from hearing the truth, the Bible says. So you got to get them saved. Evangelism is huge. You can't make disciples before you make... Uh, get them saved and evangelize. Amen? So you got to get them born again, then bring them into the aquarium to get filleted and cleaned up and all and made every whit whole. Amen? But he called you to be fishers of men, not keepers of aquariums. So you got to go get the fish and bring them into the aquarium. And then who's ever called to keep the aquarium and can clean them up. Amen? And then send them out to get fish as well. See the multiplier effect? This is how the early church operated. 3,000 were saved in one day. Because they were just gathering together and going out. Gathering together and going out. Not staying home and going out, but gathering together and going out. Not watching online and going out. There's no anointing there. There's no impartation there. The impartation is when we gather ourselves together. We're one body. 
Amen. Paul himself said you can't sever the shoulder from the hand. So it's not for the hand to stay home and the shoulder to come to church. It's for the whole body to come to church so that you're united in one. Amen. So that you can go out and grow the body. That's still our great commission. Go out. Save the lost. Bring them in. Hallelujah. Come to church. Amen. You got to go get them saved before they hold the truth. Amen? It's so easy to do, and it's fun to do. The 300 I've gotten saved, I'm not boasting on me, I'm boasting on the Lord. The 300 I've got saved, it's fun and easy to do. I just go up to them, I've said this so many times. I just work the program, give them the Romans road. Say, hey, that's a nice shirt, how you doing today? Start a conversation, ever heard of that? <laughs> See, the Satan's trying to isolate you so you won't even talk anymore to people. Wow. So that you'll just text people and on your phone. Instead of going face to face, which takes boldness and love and compassion. How you doing today? You live in the area? Yeah. Do you go to church in the area? Maybe. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. See, I just flipped the switch spiritually by asking them, do you go to church? Now I've located them. They're either in the church or they're outside the church. They've either are a lost sheep who've left the church or they ain't even been to church. Then I ask them, well, let me ask you a question. If you died today, would you go to heaven? And I get so many different answers on that, especially from different religions. Well, well, <laughs> and it always goes very smoothly for me because you usually only want to talk to the ones you're drawn to. The Holy Spirit's leading you. Don't talk to the ones that can't receive you. See, they have to receive you before they receive him. So go to the ones that you know will receive you because you're called to some people and I'm called to some people, but we're not all called to everyone. We're not a jack of all trades. Amen. We'll just stick with our trade. Amen. You go to church in the area? Well, let me ask you a question. If you died today and went to, uh, where would you go? They said, well, I don't know. Let me share this with you. No matter what they say, let me share this with you. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life. And whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died for me and rose again. I ask that he comes into my heart and into my life. Amen. Now they can hear. They just got a new heart. And here we pick up in Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36, and we'll just start, let's say 22 right here. Therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, I do not do this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you have profaned among the nations uh, wherever you went. And I will sanctify my great name, which you have profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. And the nation shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God. When I am hallowed in you, say in me, before their eyes. So you have to be consecrated and set apart first and alone with God to ever minister him to somebody else. Why are you trustworthy? If you don't walk with him, you can't serve him. If you don't walk with him, you can't minister him to somebody else. They have to see Christ in you. Amen. They have to see him on you. They have to see you with him and him within. You're guilty by association, good or bad. Amen. Who you run with, you'll become. That's why we need to gather together. Mm-hmm. We'll become just like him. He's in our midst. But notice that what that says there, when I am hallowed in you first before their eyes, you're a walking, living testimony. You're a walking, living epistle, just like Paul the Apostle. Hallowed in you 
before their eyes. Verse 24, Ezekiel 36, 24. For I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, say all countries, and bring you into your own land. Own land. Ownership. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. That's the word. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, a new heart. I will put my spirit within that new heart and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Why? Because he's in you now. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. Let's keep reading. I will deliver you from all your uncleannesses, plural. I will call for the grain and multiply it, multiply, and bring no famine, that word bring is allow, literally, and allow no famine upon you. Say, that's me. And I will multiply the fruit of your trees and the increase of your fields so that you never need again bear the reproach of famine among the nations. Then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that were not good, and you will loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and your abominations. Not for your sake do I do this, says the Lord God. Let it be known to you. Be ashamed and confounded for your own ways, O house of Israel. Notice your own ways, not his. Old Testament. Thus says the Lord God, on the day that I cleanse you from all, say all, all your iniquities, I will also enable you to dwell in the cities, and the ruined cities shall be built. Restoration. The desolate land shall be tilled instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass by. So they will say this land that was desolate has become like the Garden of Eden. And the wasted, desolate, and ruined... Say the blessings on me right now. And I can't help it. It just spreads. So just let it spread. Let it do its job. You know, whenever the devil tries to put financial pressure or pressure on me, I just go right on ahead and put pressure on the blessing. I let God uphold me. How about you? I don't take pressure. I cast it onto him. Amen? So that you can live carefree. The Garden of Eden and the wasted, desolate, and rooted cities are now fortified and inhabited. Then the nations which are left all around you shall know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt the ruined places and planted what was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken it, and I will do it. Thus says the Lord God, I will also let the house of Israel inquire of me to do this for them. I will increase their men like a flock, like a flock offered as holy sacrifices, like the flock at Jerusalem on its feast days. So shall the ruined cities be filled with flocks of men. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. And here we go into Ezekiel 37, speaking to the dry bones. And I'd like to prophesy over this as we read this with you. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. There's a lot of dry Christians who are attending to the news media and the world more than the word right now. And if you want to be wet, you got to get your butt back in church and get under the word and the Holy Ghost to get wet again, to live again, that your joints will be oiled. Healing comes in church. Amen. Amen. You don't have to have dry bones. You can move freely. Arthritis will go away as you attend to the Word. Arthritis will vanish as you come to church. 
they were very many in the open valley indeed they were very dry so sad to see a dry christian when they we know that they have access to the word 24 hours a day just like we do when they have access to their cell phones 24 hours a day just like we do to pull up any minister from any time period ever and hear their teachings and the word on youtube there's no excuse for you (laughs) there's no more excuses for you to ever ever be dry again we have so many outlets now amen say i'm wet i'm running over with the holy ghost I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? God will usually ask you questions. Have you gotten that from him? Has God ever asked you a question? Can you fathom that, that the creator of the universe that knows every hair on your head asks you something? What do you think about this? He asked Ezekiel, his prophet, who was close to him. What do you think? God talks to me like that. How about you? He asks me questions. What do you think about this? And I'll usually answer in my spirit, and then there's a conversation. It's better than prayer. It's communion. It's fellowship. I love what Jesse DePlanis says. I don't pray that often, but I talk to God all the time. This is what Christ came to restore, was the perfect union with you and your Father. I got news for all the orphans. You have a Father in Heaven who loves you. Jesus came to restore you to Him. You thought your dad was bad? Get with God, man. Praise God, he came to restore you to your father. Amen. So he asked Ezekiel here, says, Son of man, can these bones live? What's your take? What do you see? Didn't he ask that of Joshua and Caleb? What do you see? The other people responded, We're as grasshoppers in our own eyes. So are we in theirs. How you see yourself matters. That's why I'm teaching here today, to show you who you are. How you see yourself matters. You can do as you see yourself. You see yourself like Jesus, you can do the works of Jesus. You can live just like Jesus did. Your self-image has a lot to do with who you are and what you'll do in this life. You need to know thyself. And the only thing that can show you yourself is the spiritual mirror, the word of the living God. If you're lost, if you don't know who you are, if you're battling with transgender, whether you're a male or a female, just go to the word. It'll show you who you are. And then you can live in the fullness of yourself, the blessing of yourself. You're called in birth to be a blessing. You've got to know who you are to live in your fullness. God cares about you. He wants the best for you. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, Oh, Lord God, you know. <laughs> he didn't even give an answer. Uh, you know. What do you want to tell me? What do you want to show me? What do you want me to do? Ezekiel saying. Show me what you want. Conversation. Again he said to me, prophesy to these bones. Speak to these bones. And say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord! Exclamation point there. You know, Jesus was loud. When he spoke, he really spoke. He really meant what he said. Exclamation points. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live and not die. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Have you been commanded to speak over someone and you haven't? Have you been commanded to prophesy and speak words but you haven't? 
I'm charging you here this morning to speak those things God has given you in the secret place so that you can admonish him and glorify him openly in public. So I prophesied as I was commanded. I didn't say anything I wasn't commanded to say. Jesus said that. I only say what my Father says. That's the key to living in your authority, by the way. What you say. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and I prophesied there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. Say suddenly. Suddenly. And the bones came together bone to bone. This is an an example of the body of Christ coming together in the last days. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over. A great harvest is out there for the taking. And the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy. I speak to your breath now in Jesus' name. If you suffered from COVID or you think you're suffering from COVID, I command breath, new breath, to enter into your lungs and body this morning in Jesus' name. Say, my lungs are clear. My lungs are healthy. The breath of life lives in me because I've received a son. Go ahead and take a big breath. As big a breath as you can and blow out as long as you can. God is still exhaling. God is still breathing. He is the breath of all life. He will never stop breathing in your direction. If you need mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, He'll give it to you to revive you this morning. God is still breathing. He'll never take another breath in. He's still exhaling. He is the breath of life. Hallelujah. If you need breath this morning, just receive it and breathe in the breath of life who's in you. He's in you. He's in you now. New lungs. Breath of life. Continuing to exhale in your direction. He also said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breath on these slain, that they may live, raise them up from the dead. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. This ties right into Joel 2 and the Lord breathing life and direction of His body, the body of Christ this day, this hour and this age in which we live, saying, Rise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. He's raising up His army, and He's breathing life in your direction if you'll receive it. A lot of good givers in the body of Christ. There's not a lot of good receivers yet. I hope they're becoming that way that just trust their Father for everything. Man's not your source. The world is not your source. God is your source. Just trust Him for everything. He's the breath of life that will freely give you all things to enjoy. Amen. Then He said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. See the church. Breathing life into the church first. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy to them again and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves, I will put my spirit in you and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land, 
Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. He speaks it, you speak it, he performs it. He hastens his word to perform it. He gave us the word for us to speak back to him so he can hasten it and speed it up to perform it. Amen? That's why we're called to speak the word day and night, like Joshua did, like David did, great men of God who took lands for God, who took kingdoms over for their heavenly father because they refused to not speak the word. They spoke the word everywhere they went. They meditated in it day and night. And David said, if you'll do this, you'll have good success too. When you meditate in the word day and night. And don't stop speaking the word. The Lord led me somewhere else. Where was I going? John 3, and we'll wrap up with this real fast. Big John, the Gospel of John, John chapter 3. And there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, this was a man who was the ruler of the Jews, a teacher, who, get this, was not born again. Okay? Jesus hadn't died yet. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, teacher, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot even see the kingdom of God. They can't even see what you're trying to tell them. They can't even see the truth that you're aware of because you've been born again. You've got to get them born again to see first. And then when they see, they can believe. And then when they believe, that's the victory that overcomes their world. You must be born again. For if one is not born again, he cannot even see the kingdom of God. What I'm trying to tell you, you can't see unless you receive me first. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? I've ministered to Jews too. I said, if you died today, where would you go? And they say, Brooklyn. All they think is in the natural. I had a neighbor I went up to. I said, do you go to church? She's like, not really. I said, if you died today, where would you go? She says, Brooklyn. She said, that's where her family was. That's where they were going to bury her. They have no concept of spiritual things. They just haven't been open to see the kingdom yet. They're just under the Abrahamic covenant still. It's just material. It's just here. That's why they're so rich and wealthy. Material. Physically on the earth. They have no concept of spiritual things because they haven't been born again. They still have a stony heart in them of unbelief. So they have to receive Jesus before you hear anything you're ever going to tell them. (laughs) You cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he crawl back into his mother's womb in the natural? Just picture a baby trying to crawl back into his mother's womb for a second birth. Okay, birth me out again. That's what he's thinking here, the teacher of Israel. (laughs) Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you. I wonder if he was laughing here. I don't see laughter. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, there's a baptism in the name, right? You see Christ, you're now baptized and seared in his name for eternity. His name's now yours. God sees you through his Son now. Amen. His name's yours. You're in him, he's in you. Then there's the baptism of water, an outward demonstration of your inward commitment. Then there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Don't stop at water, praise God. Then there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's what he's saying here. 
You must be first born of water and of the Spirit. Allow the Spirit to come into you. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit's only promise to the believer. The Spirit of truth can't speak to an unbeliever. He has to have the Spirit of truth in him. He has to have Jesus in him. The Holy Spirit's only promise to the church, not the world. Jesus is promised to the world, but the Holy Spirit's only promise to the church. So you got to get him born again to even get the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of truth. <laughs> Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So you have a natural daddy, and you got a spiritual daddy. Spiritual father birthed your spirit. Natural daddy planted your flesh. Amen? With a seed. Jesus was a seed. Everything we see came from a seed. Amen? What's born of the flesh is flesh. I went to the Panera the other day, talked to Joey. It's like, you're just like your dad. You sound just like him. You laugh just like him. Flesh is flesh. Amen? I've heard some dad said, I, I put you into the world, I can take you out of it. Well, technically that's not true. <laughs> God sent me here. <laughs> the real me is from heaven. But yeah. And then it says, don't be afraid of them who can kill the body but can't kill the soul. Yes. Amen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have a body, but you are a spirit. Yeah. Without your spirit, your body's dead. And so is your daddy and mommy. Without their spirits, they're dead. So we serve the father of spirits, amen, yeah. who created us all. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. If you feed your flesh more than your spirit, you will die. If you never feed your spirit, the inward weary will perish just like Adam and Eve fell from, from his grace and presence. They died that day spiritually. If you stop feeding your spirit, you'll die. You'll grow dry. Just dry bones. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. And you do hear the sound of it, but you can't tell from where it came from and where it goes. You can't see the spirit and you can't see my father, he said. He's a spirit. He's referring as the spirit to the wind. You can't see it, but you know it. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear that sound, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. And then Nicodemus answered him and said, how can these things be? And Jesus just goes on and explains things to him. He's getting it. The anointing's rubbing off. Christ had not died yet. So that Holy Spirit that's upon Jesus is revealing truth to him, that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. You know, just the spirit around you will start to rub off on those around you. I wish people would catch that. Brother Hagen would had, had a minister friend of his with diabetes come out to visit him. And he said, just right around me, that begins to go away. You won't have to register any blood sugar or insulin while you're with me. Wow. You should know your authority. You should know the anointing that's on you and in you. Yes. <laughs> and live in it. Jesus did. And Jesus found himself in a word, just like you and me. He found himself in Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. His first message. Jesus found himself in Isaiah. We can find ourselves in the word too. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Sicknesses should go. Demons should flee. Poverty and lack should run away in your presence. Because of who's in you and who's on you. Amen. 
You just submit in the anointing, the anointing will come on you. Nicodemus' eyes are starting to open here, we see, just because of the anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage. His eyes are starting to open. The devil can't operate where the anointing is. Amen. That's why I don't believe news media clips of people dying in countries who know their authority who are Christians. Did you speak the word? You're not supposed to die prematurely. Paul didn't. We have that example. He said, I'll come to Rome in the fullness of the blessing. And he could not die because of his words. No one could kill that man until he got to Rome. Because he said so. Wow. <laughs> Do you know your authority? <laughs> I cover my neighborhood. I walk around my neighborhood. I heard someone say, I hope there's not an accident on your corner. No, there won't be. <laughs> I live here. I'm here. God planted me here. You know your authority. He planted you where he needed you. Not necessarily where you wanted. He planted you where he needed you. <laughs> no drive-by shootings will take place on my block. No kidnappings will ever take place. How can you say that? It's in the word. He already told me. Kidnappings under the curse of the law, and I don't live under it. Neither do my children. Who are you going to believe? The devil? Or the word? <laughs> no heart attacks will take place on my block. Prayed for my neighbor who was having a heart attack on my street out front. His heart attack went away and he started breathing and said, I know God went to the hospital with me because you prayed for me. Unbeliever. So far. <laughs> the blessing spreads because of you and me. <laughs> You're in it. He's in you. You're in him. What can't you do? Yeah. Say the anointing rests on me. Yokes are broken just because I'm there. Amen. Where the Lord sends you what job he sends you to do, people should be being blessed because you're there. Not, not fearful because you're there. Not bogged down with the world's media because you're there. Because you're not a speaker of the world. You're a speaker of the kingdom. Right? Whose words are you saying? Jesus. It's really, whose words are you speaking back? Because me and you have never had an original thought. <laughs> it's either from the enemy's camp or from God's. <laughs> That's what I told my children the other day. Why did Jesus command us to love our brethren and not hate them and to pray for men at all times? And they gave some answers. And I said, it's because men are middlemen. They're influenced either by the devil or by God. Man was created in the same exact image and likeness. That's why you have to pray for all men all times. And don't stop praying for men and women. Hate the devil with a holy hatred. Love God with all your heart and pray for men all the time. Because we're either swayed by the enemy or by God. Man's neutral. <laughs> you never had an original thought. It came from somewhere, I guarantee it. So whose words are you speaking back? The enemies or God's? The, the enemy has tried to confuse the church big time by repeating his words back to the church instead of repeating God's words back to the church. What you say will come to pass. You will have whatever you say. Try it. 
Give it a whirl. You want to be bald? Just go home and keep saying you're bald for consecutive years. And that's what will manifest. It will. You'll have what you say. Have you seen on YouTube those demonstrations? They put the rice in the water and they speak good words and positivity over one and negative to the other. And the negative one turns all sour and green and mildewy. And the, and the other one starts blossoming and flourishing because of words spoken to it, how Jesus cursed the fig tree. Yeah. And before we take communion, I'll just end with this. I told Clarissa that last night. <laughs> I said, I'm, as I was hungry in bed, I said, I'm pretty sure God, Jesus got cranky too when he didn't eat. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember the fig tree. Yeah. He was hungry, it said. Yeah. And he saw a fig tree and he went to go fruit on it, get fruit on it to eat. And there was no fruit. And he said, curse you forever. <laughs> I think he got cranky when he didn't eat. That's a word for someone. Yes. If you're cranky and you're speaking negatively, you may just need to eat. Yes. <laughs> you may just need some food, man. <laughs> Go eat, for God's sake. <laughs> My emotions are crazy. My hormones are out of control. Did you have food? <laughs> Did you have breakfast this morning? No, I haven't eaten in 18 hours. What the heck? Go give you manna just so you won't be cranky. Rain down manna from heaven just so you can stay positive. Wow. Amen. People know. And I'm funny, I find it funny with people around me who catch on real fast. I've heard it from a gal the other day. She said, when you don't eat, you get melancholy. And you just get like quiet. Like, I didn't even know that about me. But yeah, you're right. I kind of start shutting down. Like, uh, it's dark. <laughs> Depression. I don't get depressed. The joy of the Lord is my strength. What the heck? I forgot to eat something. Then when I eat something, <laughs> I'm back. The joy, I'm like, hey, I'm myself again. What happened? I just needed some food. So as we can take communion, <laughs> just remember this is the body of Christ. And he will nourish your every part of your being. Amen? <laughs> and it's literally food, too. It's grape juice and a cracker. <laughs> but we do this symbolically of him. And Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And if you're at home, you can take communion with us as well. Just grab a piece of bread or some cracker. Or you could just grab a person sitting next to you and gnaw on his flesh and drink his blood like Jesus told you to do. You must eat of my flesh and drink my blood, otherwise you have no part in me. So his disciples are like, what? You want us to chew on you? I mean, we're hungry, but I don't think we should eat you, Jesus. This is to represent him. It's his body, he said, that was broken for us and his blood that was poured out for us. That's what he meant. He, meant, he's, he tried to tell his disciples, I'm going to die soon for you. I'm going to hang on the cross, and they just couldn't get it. What? But they got it afterward, didn't they? When he sent the Holy Ghost to them, they got it, didn't they? When they received him as Lord and received the Holy Spirit, it says Peter was in the street and got 3,000 saved in one day because of the Holy Ghost. Jesus didn't do one miracle without the Holy Spirit. In the upper room, when tongues of fire fell upon him, when they were taking communion together in the upper room, there wasn't one tongue that didn't fall upon someone. It fell upon all of them. The Holy Spirit has been poured out for every man who receives him, who receives Jesus. Amen. So we're going to do this in remembrance of him. Thank you. Senorita. <laughs> so sweet that. We have the blood of Christ and his body. And we'll just picture that. You just look into the juice and just picture his blood that was literally poured out for you 
for the removal of all sin, of all uncleanliness, all unrighteousness. Hey, I got news for you. No sin, no sickness. No sin, no lack. Just blessing. The absence of sin equals life in full. Amen. Pays to serve God. (laughs) Pays to serve Him, not sin. Sin will kill you. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life. Pays to serve God. Amen. So we just take this blood and the and the body, and we just look at this. This is His body, His literal flesh that was broken for ours. If you've had any joint pain or back pain, hey, this is your chance to get completely healed from head to toe. Partaking of His body, put yourself in remembrance. He said, "Of what I did for you. It's already been passed. It's already been done. My work is finished." It should be finished in you, he says. Amen. So, Father, we do this in remembrance of you. We take your body now, communion as a whole, as one body in Christ. We put ourselves in remembrance of your sacrifice and what you did for us in the whole world. You broke your body for their healing, poured out your blood for their eternity and salvation. We give you all the praises for it. That as we partake of the body, it brings healing to ours. You broke yours to make us whole. To make ours whole. Thank you for wholeness now. From the top of everyone's head to the soles of everyone's feet. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. I do this in remembrance of thee. Amen. Sam, a partaker of his grace. And Lord, thank you for the blood, the removal of all sin. Lord, as we take this, we repent from any sin we've ever committed in Jesus' precious name. And we turn the other way as you prophesied back to you with our whole hearts. Lord Jesus, come. I'm running to you. I give you praises. Thank you that you're a good, good, merciful Father, God. Your Son is always available. We partake of him this morning. We put ourselves in remembrance of the finished work at Calvary. Blood poured out for ours. Say, I have new blood. New DNA. No virus. No disease of any kind can ever live in my body. I am the body of Christ. And as he is, so am I in this world. Amen. We do this in remembrance of him. Hallelujah. Isn't God rich? Well, they always broke bread together. And when they entered into each other's house, they just kept eating and eating and having meals. Praise God. It's good to dwell together in unity. Amen. We are celebrating six years here this week. So thank you for staying with us and being a part and uh, just building on the rock of his word together. Have you been refreshed? Have you been nourished? I hope you have. Praise God. God called me and he called you. And if he called you here, then we're called together. Amen. You always need someone. So never isolate yourself as long as you live. God will always send a man or a woman when you call upon him. Amen. We're the body of Christ. 
Thank you, everybody, for coming. If you'd like to sow into our offering this morning, you can, and be blessed, and I pray for a continued increase over you, 30, 60, and 100-fold. You can give online at Elisha Mark Ministries. You can also re-watch this message on Facebook, Elisha Mark Ministries. And you can uh, hear us on podcast at Word of the Ranch, and now SoundCloud at Word of the Ranch, too. And then we're on YouTube as well. But thank you guys for being a part of us. We love you guys. And I just want to read the tither's reward one more time. Hallelujah. Isn't God so good? See, my giving pays. <laughs> when I give where he says to give. He said in Malachi, Malachi, the Italian prophet, chapter 3, verse 8. Will the man rob God? <laughs> He's the Italian prophet. I can do that there, right? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. <laughs> you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me. So here's, a, here's just a, a clear fact. Don't rob God. <laughs> Don't go back under the curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. That's 10 cents on every single dollar you get. That there may be food in my house. You'll know when you eat your seed because it's bitter. Just like you bite into an apple and eat a seed, the seed's bitter. The seed's for planting, not eating. So don't eat seed. Every good farmer will tell you, don't eat the seed. That's where your harvest comes from. Eat of the harvest, eat of the fruit that the seed produces, right? So never eat your seed. Don't rob God. It's your harvest. It's what produces your harvest. No seed, no harvest. Amen? Even the whole nation bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. It will have to spread from you to others now, he's saying. You cannot contain it for yourself, he's saying. It will overflow from you and overwhelm you and flood into the lives of others around you. That's what the tithe does. It's seed that I place in God's hand. It's his money. It's his seed. I just have to be willing and obedient to reap the blessings. I give it back to him and he multiplies it every time. I've never gone without. We have three kids in Orange County, one on the way. We've never been without. We've never lacked anything. All our needs have been met. When we didn't have formula to buy, money to buy it, formula came in the mail. When we didn't have money for diapers, diapers came in the mail. People would drop stuff off at our door. Family, friends. We all need each other. But don't stop sowing. It's your harvest. When tithes are tight and famines all around, that's not the time to stop sowing. That's the time to plant like Isaac did and reaped in the same year a hundredfold harvest when he sowed in famine. It's biblical principle. When times try to get tight on you, that's the time to sow for breakthrough. Amen? It's for you. The seed's for you. He gave you seed to plant, not to eat. So don't eat the seed, eat the harvest. Amen? And you'll know the difference. Ah, I shouldn't have spent that money. That wasn't for me. That was for planting, not eating. Amen? Amen. And your harvest just keeps getting bigger and bigger the more you sow. It's been like that for us. $11 at Lowe's, 14 at Whole Foods, $100 an hour in my own business, and then up and up and up. The harvest has kept expanding because I have not stepped sowing. I keep sowing. I have reoccurring game payments lined up that come out every month to ministers the Lord's called me to partner with. 
and we've never gone without. It's just consistent. Because the consistent sower will be the consistent harvester. It's just spiritual laws that can't be broken. It's for you. It's not for me. Amen. Your seed's for you, and so is your harvest. God wants you blessed. He wants you rich. And it all comes through sowing first. That's why he outlined these principles for us. He says, try me now in the tithe, the 10% on every dollar. Try me in this, says the Lord of heaven's armies, and I will open you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. You will not have to rebuke the enemy from your house, he says, if you're a tither. He rebukes the devil for you. You don't have to say, get off my finances. Tither's right. You don't have to say, get off my wife or children. Tither's right. I'm a tither, amen? I claim my rights, and I put the devil in remembrance of them, amen? Amen. Amen. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall your vine fail to bear fruit. Whatever you put in your hand to will continue to prosper because you're a tither. For you in the field, says the Lord of hosts, and all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. You should only tithe to your pastor, who you call home, where your storehouse is. Don't send your tithe to other ministers. That's for your local church, your family. Amen? Amen. Don't give me your tithe (laughs) if I'm not your pastor. Give your pastor your tithe. Amen? Amen? Praise God forever. I'm not, again, I'm not preaching this for me. Because Sunday's tomorrow, and we're members of church as well. We go to Foothill Family, and that's where we tithe. I don't tithe to us. I tithe consecutively to Foothill, where I attend church. Pastor Mike Webb will always be my pastor. I'll always be tithing there. I don't skip churches, just like I don't skip jobs. I don't move around. I don't, you know, we're faithful where he plants us. Just stay faithful. Amen. The faithful shall flourish. And you'll see good things ahead. Well, I should have an answer. I approved this message. <laughs> Thank you for coming out today and happy Saturday. Good pray for us. And if you're, if you're praying for us, you know that spirit of evangelism is going to come on you if you're praying for us. And the Lord's going to lead you to, to win a soul today as well. Just stay open. They're coming. You're heading in your direction. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. I don't want to miss something from heaven. Father, use us today. Father, I thank you for raising up a fresh young generation in your spirit. I thank you, Father, for anointing your children who will run and not grow weary, walk and never grow faint. Thank you for a fresh impartation of the Holy Spirit upon them. A fresh wind and a fresh spirit of evangelism to hit your body. Breathe into their lungs now. Breathe in their direction. That they will wake up and move and breathe for themselves. And breathe in the direction of others. The breath of life. Give them words of everlasting life. Hope that only comes from Christ. And the Holy Spirit which was poured out from heaven. Thank you Lord for using us. To heal the sick. To save the lost. To raise the dead. To cast out devils. To bring prosperity and the blessing into the lives of the lost around us. We call them to us now. Jesus, you said if you're lifted up, you will draw all men to yourself. I put you in remembrance of your word. You draw all men to you. 
and we are your body. Let us not miss it. Let us not miss the ones that are sent to us. And Father, we as a body repent from anyone we've missed. In the name of Jesus, do it again. We're yours forever. Keep using us. In the precious name of Jesus. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Thank you for coming out, everyone. Did you get something from this? Yes. Praise God. Bless your week. Save the lost. I'm going for six souls this week. How about you? Love you guys. Be blessed.